Jamie, I challenge you to do your best Thermian. Oh my gosh. You're mean. That's not high enough. Listen to our podcast. We need your help. (laughs) I don't know if they make those noises. Welcome to 5-Minute Film Finder. Brought to you by Pioneer Library System. Hi, thank you for joining the 5-Minute Film Finder. Not a single person has begged us to stop making these, so we're back today. My name is London, and I am joined by... Jamie. Hi, Jamie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm excellent. I think we should go to outer space today. How do you feel about that? I think so, too, and I'm all dressed up for it. I'm ready to go. I wish you guys could see this. Jamie has a fantastic space dress on today. She is covered in planets and stars. It's very appropriate. So we'd been talking about one of these movies for a while, Jamie, and then we found a partner movie, and this just kind of turned into a space episode. I'm a big fan of outer space movies. I don't know how you feel about that. I know you like Star Wars. I do. So I'm not going to keep you guys waiting. Let's jump in here. Um, I'm going to have Wilhelm stop stop the clock for me (laughs) if I can speak. I'm going to have Wilhelm start the clock. And I'm ready. So, Jamie, today I have brought you Dark Star. You have. I have. This is fantastic. Um, this is a John Carpenter movie. It's his first movie. came out in 1974. Um, I've borrowed a synopsis here from Canopy, where this is streaming. Um, it says, low-budget story of four astronauts in deep space whose mission is to destroy unstable planets and star systems which are to be colonized. The late Commander Powell is stored in deep freeze where he is still able to offer advice. As their mission nears completion, they must cope with a runaway alien which resembles a beach ball, (laughs) faulty computer systems, and a smart bomb who thinks it is God. Yep, that about sums it up. There's a lot right there. I do object to them saying um, the alien resembles a beach ball because that alien (laughs) is a beach ball. It is. So... um, this actually started as a student film. We talked about this earlier mm-hmm. today. Um, they expanded it to a feature, Carpenter's directorial debut, um, also notable. Um, this movie is co-written by and also stars Dan O'Bannon, who mm-hmm. um, he wrote the screenplay for Alien, which would come out you know, a handful of years later. He wrote and directed Return of the Living Dead. Yep. Fantastic movie. He worked on Heavy Metal, Total Recall. He did computer animation for Star Wars. Um, He's done so much. Very awesome guy. He's no longer with us. Um, So in this movie, I'm going to talk about O'Bannon for a while. Um, He plays Sergeant Pinback, who we find out is not Sergeant Pinback. He's not supposed to be on this spaceship. And I have to say, I think he was my favorite character. He was the most fun to watch. Some of the acting was not great, yeah. <laughs> so he kind of carried some of the acting, which yeah. is fine. It's a low-budget movie, and I think they did great for the budget they had. Yeah. He also voices Bombs number 19 and 20. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Um. So Bombs need to have voices, you know. Yeah, I guess so. So, like the synopsis kind of said, they're dealing with... Um, the ship is falling apart a little bit. They've been in space for 20 years. Um. <laughs> they share with us they've lost all their toilet paper in an explosion. <laughs> they've lost their sleeping quarters in an explosion. Gosh. So they've been in space for 20 years. Um, they're kind of in a bad way. The ship is falling apart. They have a talking computer because you have to have a talking computer in these movies. Of course. Um, she's not doing too well. The bombs are not doing too well. 
Um, they're just kind of struggling there um, as they're going about blowing up planets. <laughs> uh, another fun thing in this, Jamie, is the alien, the, the beach ball alien, is played by Nick Castle. Did you see that? No. So Nick Castle would go on to play Michael Myers oh, in yeah. Halloween in 1978. Also directed by John Carpenter. Right. Mm-hmm. So they've collaborated on a few things. Well, that's cool. Um, I, this really, you, you watch this and you can tell this is influenced by 2001, mm-hmm. Space Odyssey. Um, kind of a satire of that. But then also you can see how, how it influences things later or you see the yes. similarities. Um, certainly an alien... Um, if you look close enough, you're going to see some things from Alien in this movie, maybe even Star Wars. Yeah, um, well, the hyperspace. Apparently, that was the first depiction of hyperspace, a ship jumping into hyperspace in cinema history. I read that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, on, on those special effects, I was actually really impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, they did not have a huge budget. I think I saw a number of, they think maybe the final budget was 60000 Wow. I was impressed by these special effects. For that so, budget and that time period. Right. So if you like space movies, I think you'll appreciate these effects. It also reminded me a little bit of Tron, not oh, story-wise yeah. or anything, but if you want to watch kind of an earlier cinema with some of these earlier special effects that were kind of different, I think y- you won't be disappointed yeah. with this. So um, this movie's rated G. I was kind of surprised. Um, <laughs> it's streaming on Hoopla and Canopy. This is described as sci-fi comedy, for most of the movie, I, w- I wasn't laughing out loud, but I was enjoying the movie. It's kind of oddball. Yeah. Um, so I, a- I laughed a few times really hard at the end. Yes, I did too. I also, there was some stuff with Pinback that just made me chuckle. Like the rubber chicken, when he dangles that in front of uh, Doolittle, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, and he puts on the funny eyeglasses. I mean, he's just so goofy that I found him sort of endearing. At times, it kind of feels like the Three Stooges in yes. space. There's there's four of them on board. But yeah. um, another thing that made me laugh is you see someone get in a space suit. I think it's Talby. Yeah. On the front of his space suit is clearly a cake pan and a, a muffin <laughs> tin and like vacuum tubes as part of his well, space suit. So he gets hungry and needs yeah, to Yeah, you, you might need muffins in yeah. space. So. Oh. oh. Thank you, Wilhelm. Um, We are out of time on that one, and we will take a break now, Jamie, and we will be back. Coming May 1st, 2021, Pioneer Library's Summer Learning Challenge. Read, complete activities, log your points to earn swag. With categories for children, teens, and adults, there is something for everyone with our Summer Learning Challenge. Visit pioneerlibrarysystem.org and use the My Learning link to learn more. All right, we are back, friends. We've heard about Dark Star, and now I'm going to pass this to you, Jamie, and we'll hear about what you've brought us today. Okay. So, in 2007, the Pulitzer Prize-winning playwright, author, screenwriter, and director David Mamey wrote a book about Hollywood, and in it, he made a list of four perfect films. Okay. The Godfather, A Place in the Sun, Dodsworth, and can you guess the fourth film, London? I bet you're going to say Galaxy Quest. I am. That's amazing. I did not know that. Yeah. So, Galaxy Quest. You might have already seen it, but if you haven't, or if you haven't seen it in a while, I'm going to tell you about it. So, 
It is a 1999 science fiction comedy directed by Dean Pariseau and written by David Howard and Robert Gordon. It is rated PG. So it's kind of a, both a parody and a homage to sci-fi films and shows, especially Star Trek. And Will Wheaton actually said that Galaxy Quest is without a doubt the best Star Trek movie because it's about what made Star Trek so special, which is about the fans. Exactly. So it has an all-star cast, Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman, Tony Shalhoub, Enrico Colantoni, Daryl Mitchell, Justin Long, and Sam Rockwell. And... Rain Wilson in his first feature film appearance. It's also Justin Long's first feature film appearance. So can you imagine doing your first movie with this cast? I mean, you cannot beat this that's, cast. That's amazing. Yeah. So the uh, Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman, Tony Shalhoub, and Daryl Mitchell all play actors that were on a 1980s TV series, Galaxy Quest. And so now they kind of make their living doing conventions and promotional appearances and all of them, except for Tim Allen, are kind of over it. But he loves it. He loves the fans. He loves meeting people. And then a uh, group of aliens called the Thermians come to a convention. And they believe that these actors are actually their characters. They've been watching the show, but they think it is historical documents from Earth. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So they come and ask them for help in vanquishing the evil alien Ceres. And so first they come to, to Tim Allen's character, Jason, and he thinks it's a promotional appearance. So he's like, yeah, okay, I'll go. So they pick him up, but he actually takes a nap while they're going to their home planet. To space. So he doesn't know that he's actually in space. So he confronts the alien. He, he pushes a few buttons or gives a few orders and thinks that, you know, that's it. But... Then they hurl him back home and he goes through space and he's awake this time. So he's like, oh, this is real. And then when the Thermians come back and still need his help, because he really, you know, of course, didn't vanquish Saras, um, he tries to convince the rest of the cast to go with him. And they're just like, they think he's crazy. And as Sigourney Weaver's character says, I didn't know you could get that loaded. <laughs> but they think, well, it's a job. We'll go. And then, of course, they find out it's real and they get sucked into this conflict. So... This is a hilarious movie. London, had you seen it? I have seen this more times than I can tell you. And I hadn't watched it in a while. And what really struck me is this is from 1999. It it holds up so well. It looks good. Um, The special effects hold up. I I think one weak spot for me is the rock monster. Um, But otherwise, this looks fantastic. This is a great movie. I think this will always be a great movie. I think so, too. Um, There's really... Not too much that I could complain about. Um, there was uh, some ad-libbing. Uh, Sam Rockwell, his character, he played Guy, who had a bit part on the show. as an ill-fated crewman number six. Mm-hmm. So, But he goes along with him to the planet. And so, but he's really nervous. He's really, you know, he's like, I shouldn't be here. And there was a scene where they go to another planet. And apparently Tim Allen thought that they should be questioning you know, can we breathe on this planet? Right. It's like science fiction people, you know, they got to answer these questions. And apparently Sam Rockwell and Tony Shalhoub improvised that bit of dialogue. You know, don't open that. Is there air? You, you don't, don't know. know. Yeah. They just immediately open the hatch yes. and assume it's yeah. safe to go out and there. And then Tony Shalhoub's character, Fred, kind of sticks his head out and sniffs a little bit. Seems okay. So, 
but they improvised that and i thought that was really fun um if you have a space movie also you have to have sigourney weaver in it yeah that's a rule um dark star did not manage to do Aww. that they they missed that note but. well apparently when they were originally casting the original director didn't want anybody that had been in other sci-fi movies hmm. and she was like but who knows better than people who've been in sci-fi movies who knows better about how these work and what makes them good um and so she lobbied for the part and of course she got it and she's amazing so alan rickman oh, r.i.p alan rickman he's so good in this i love that he's such a serious actor though i played richard the third and then uh tony shalhoub's character there were five curtain calls so he he knows what alan rickman's about to say mm-hmm. before he says it so you know he's done that a lot um but he's amazing in his um his uh scene with the i don't want to say too much in case maybe you haven't seen it but there's a scene near the end where he has a line that his character has a line that his tv character has a line that um people always say back to him and he just doesn't like it but there is a scene near the end where he says it and it's quite poignant oh and that's it well i have to say if you haven't seen galaxy quest you know we don't like to give out homework here but this is your assignment this week (laughs) go watch galaxy quest you will not regret it i think so so i hear you brought some trivia for me today jamie i did all right i I think i'm ready okay so i got a few easy ones okay and i think a few hard ones i I need easy questions well we'll start off with easy okay and then maybe work our way up what does the Omega 13 device do? Okay, so they debate if it uh, will blow up the entirety of the universe or if it'll do this other thing and it actually um, sets back the clock. You go back 13 seconds in time. That is correct. Okay. Who gets served Kep Mock Blood Ticks on the Thermian ship? That would be Dr. Lazarus, who the character is Dr. Lazarus. Or the other characters, Alex Alexander Alexander. Dane, that's Alan Rickman's character. Just like Mother used to make. Mm. Looks like a terrible bowl of worms and (laughs) bugs. And then there's Tim Allen's character eating steak. That's not fair. All right. So what happened to the pig lizard when Fred used the (laughs) digital conveyor? I actually, I love this part. This is hilarious. So um, they're trying to bring this pig lizard onto the ship. It um it appears inside out <laughs> and then it explodes. Yes. And I love the uh, alien Teb. I love his delivery. Uh-huh. And it exploded. Like he's just so matter of fact. Yeah, and, he's very calm yeah. about the exploding yep. inside out animal. So. All right. So when they go to the planet with the beryllium spheres, Gwen says Jason's plan sounds very familiar, and Tommy remembers it's from the episode Assault on Volterek. What episode number does he say? Okay, we're at the hard questions now. Yes. Um, is it 81? You are right. Okay. Oh, I'm and sorry. <laughs> well, why does Guy get upset? It's too, kind of a two-parter here. Why does Guy get upset when that's, he learns it's that's episode That's ep- his one episode he was in where his character died. Yep. Yep. All right. Oh, this is another hard one, maybe. So the Galaxy Quest ship is called the NC. EA protector and its serial number is listed as NTE 3120. Do you know what NTE stands for? This is not in the movie. This is just trivia about the movie. I cannot even wager a guess. Can you want to think about Star Trek maybe? Well, I think of 
Um, I think of the next generation. That doesn't make sense here. Maybe. I don't know. I give up. Okay. It stands for not the Enterprise. Okay. Because in designing the ship, they were concerned about, you know, not making it to look too much like the Enterprise. Sure. And getting sued by Paramount. So they thought, well, let's just call it literally, it's not the Enterprise. So, yeah. Um, who was originally slated to direct Galaxy Quest? I have heard this. Um, gosh, it's one of the Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Harold Ramis? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And supposedly he left because he didn't want to cast Tim Allen. His first choice was Kevin Klein, but he declined. Hmm. And then also, I think he wanted Alec Baldwin, but the studio really wanted Tim Allen. So, so yeah, I think left. it paid off. I think so. He's great in this. And then, sorry, I got, I've got um, one more. Maybe? Okay, lay it on me. I don't know if you're going to know this, but who played young Tommy in the clips from the original Galaxy Quest series? I'll, I'll tell you, I watched the credits because I always watch the credits. That's mm-hmm. part of the movie. Yep. <laughs> but I do not remember. Okay. Well, I kind of figured you may not know this, but it is Corbin Blue okay. who played Chad, Zach Efron's best friend in the high school musical series. I had no idea. Yep. So, and also this is just one little bit of trivia I got to throw out there, but Sam Rockwell's character, Guy Fliegman, was named after... Uh, an actor that had appeared on Star Trek The Next Generation, Guy Vardaman. He was in some bit parts, and he was also an occasional stand-in. So they did that as a homage to him. So I thought that was really neat. So, yeah. Well, thank you for bringing me these questions today. You're welcome. And thank you, guys. Sorry I a few hard ones, but yeah. I had fun with it. So, All right. So... If you like what you heard today, please like and subscribe. And if you have any questions or comments or you have a movie that you think we should watch, let us know. You can email us at podcast at pioneerlibrarysystem.org. Have a good day.